Today's episode is brought to you by the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. To learn more, visit usbank.com slash altitude go. As a traveler, it's a fact you're going to need to manage your spending in different currencies. You need a service that not only helps you send, spend, and receive in different currencies fast, but also does it without the hidden fees or exchange rate markups. This is where WISE comes in. WISE is the easiest way to connect all of your finances internationally. I've been a customer for over a decade. It's been a lifesaver for me as a traveler, a nomad, and now a permanent resident abroad. If you're a traveler who's still using your regular bank, you need to check this out. Join 16 million customers and learn how the WISE account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash travel. That's wise.com slash travel. Thank you to WISE for supporting today's show. This episode of Zero to Travels brought to you by the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder with seven drive modes. The Pathfinder's available intelligent 4x4 is built for even the most epic journeys. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. What is one of the most important habits you can develop that will allow you to live a life of travel? I share my answer to that question in today's show, and you're also going to hear from our guest who is another travel podcaster. You got to be careful when two travel podcasters get together and start talking travel. You never know where things are going to go. And we've got some mystery questions. So stay tuned for that. Plus a shout out to one of you fine, beautiful souls in the Zero to Travel Caravan heading to Madagascar. going to share that with you and so much more. Two big milestones as well to share. It's all happening right now. So buckle up strap in. Thank you for being here, my friend, and welcome to the Zero to Travel podcast. You're listening to the Zero to Travel podcast, where we explore exciting travel-based work, lifestyle, and business opportunities, helping you to achieve your wildest travel dreams. And now your host, world wanderer and travel junkie, Jason Moore. Well, hello there, my friend. It's Jason here with ZeroToTravel.com. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for hanging out, letting me bring a little travel into your ears today. This is, of course, the show to help you travel the world on your terms, to fill your life with as much travel as you desire, no matter what your situation or experience. And you're not alone. You know you're joining many thousands of listeners from across the planet in this beautiful global community. I got two big milestones to celebrate with you. I can't even believe... I almost let these slip by, and I should say, not just celebrate with you, these are because of you, and I'm going to share those in just a second, along with a shout out first. I want to thank Aeropress Coffee for supporting today's show. If you go to aeropressinc.com, what you're going to see is a funky, fun little coffee maker with no plugs, pretty small, easy to travel with, and most importantly, makes absolutely delicious coffee. If you've been listening to the show, you know I'm a huge fan. You know I use this thing every morning, usually two or three times daily because I drink a lot of coffee. That is a fact. And this is my go-to. If you go to aeropressinc.com, check it out, see what you think. You can YouTube it and see a bunch of videos if you want to see how people make their coffee with it. Super simple to use, fun, and relatively small. Great to travel with. want to thank them for supporting today's show. Now, one thing I mentioned at the top of the show is habits. This is something that Jackie and I get into today. I will have a spoiler alert on one of the questions. I ask her about what habits that she has developed 
that have allowed her to live a life filled with travel. And I share mine or one of the big ones that has not only allowed me to live a life of travel, but has really enhanced my life overall. So you can tune into the interview for that. And these two milestones now, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because apparently I just passed 300 episodes and I'm thanking you because you are what keeps this show going for me, my friend. This is a community-powered show. This is your platform. I am just here to serve you and to just bring you great content that can allow you to travel the world. So I do my best with that, and you are the fuel that keeps me going. I never would have gotten to 300-plus episodes without this community, without hearing from you all on email or Twitter, wherever you get in touch, and hearing your stories and knowing that there are people out there not only listening to this, but getting value and using the show, the knowledge gained from the show to help them travel the world. It's truly an honor to share this with you. So thank you for all of you that have listened to one episode or all 300 plus. I so appreciate you. I've got the namaste double hand situation going, just giving you a a little bow, uh, paying my respects to you. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. And also this month, I am celebrating the fifth year of the Zero to Travel podcast. Yes, five years. And along those lines, again, this is uh, what has kept me going is hearing from all of you and knowing this is helping people travel. That is my number one mission. So I just want to say thank you. Five years, over 300 episodes, no plans to slow down or stop whatsoever. I'm loving it and having a blast with it. So I will have a special fifth year anniversary episode coming up. So if you're not subscribed to the show, you're going to want to subscribe and check that out. And it's a guest that I've had on a couple times. And he is perfect for the fifth year episode. I'm not going to spoil any more by talking about it, but just tune in. That'll be coming out in a couple weeks. Thank you once again for just being a part of this caravan. And I truly, truly appreciate you. And if you haven't gotten in touch yet, jason at zero to travel.com is my email. You got to reach out. Stick around after my chat with Jackie. I'm going to share a quote with you and a shout out to somebody who checked in heading to Madagascar. Exciting stuff. Stick around for that. And I'll see you on the other side, my friend. I am here and thrilled to be here with my friend Jackie from Jump, the podcast, a new name, formerly the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast. So maybe you've heard her voice before. You've certainly heard her voice on the show before. And we are doing something a little fun and a little different today. We're doing a pop-up questions series, a couple episodes. And as soon as we said this idea, we started hearing that pop-up video whatever that little yeah that jingle from the vh1 show way back in the day (laughs) back in the day the concept is jackie and i each came up with three different questions that we're going to riff on but neither of us knows each other's questions and i'm gonna ask jackie three questions here and we're gonna again just discuss and chat and then over on her podcast jump She's going to ask me three questions, and we're going to have a dialogue around those. And, and again, we don't know what these questions are. So it's a little bit scary, a little bit. I don't know. It's like I got the adrenaline going, you know, the podcast adrenaline going, because when you jump on for something like this, you don't know what somebody's going to ask you. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> Jackie, thanks for taking the time. This is going to be fun. 
Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm excited we're doing this. Yes. And by the way, this is coming out the same day. So if you want to get your fix over at Jackie's podcast again, the new name is Jump. Tell us about the name. I know you explained it in episode 100, but what, what what's up with the name? The name is changing because... I, you know, I got to episode 100 and thought this has been a good life for this show and I need to breathe some new life into it. And so I thought a name change would be kind of just the thing to sort of reset in my mind, um, its future trajectory, even though not much is really going to change about it because it's still me. It's still, it's still you. This is like the first episode since it's changed the name. Um, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like the same idea. It's just, um, I'm, I'm, branding a couple of things under my whole umbrella in the in the jump name, uh, like my trips and stuff. And so um, I'm taking the podcast with that. And the idea is that jump inspires movement. Um, and I'm all about, you know, just making it happen, getting up and doing it, getting after it. And I also have my signature jump that I always do on all of my trips and my group trips. We always do like the jump photo. And so I just think it's fun and motivating and it's going to carry the show forward. So there. I, nice. I, uh, that's a real nutshell. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah, no, it's a cool well, name. Idea. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you were just in Europe. I was shocked because we were trading messages on WhatsApp and I was like, oh gosh, I accidentally called you. I think I butt dialed you. I was like, I hope I didn't wake you up. And you're like, oh no, I'm in Europe. I'm about to fly back. I had no idea you were over here. What were you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I was just there for a month, actually. It was like half work, half play. Um, I was visiting a bunch of family and friends all over Germany and going to Oktoberfest for the fifth time. Really? My fifth time in 10 years. Yeah, I'm kind of obsessed. And actually, my next episode is going to be on that one if all goes right. So <laughs> I'm excited about that. I was going to say maybe next year when Oktoberfest rolls around, we're going to have to have you on the show and pick your brain so we can get all the oh, tips because five times that's like, that's pretty epic. I still haven't been. It's definitely a bucket list item for me. And you're in Europe. You need to go. I you know. Gotta go. What was the best part like, about it? Yeah. This doesn't not count as one of the questions, by the way. No, okay. I'll answer this one. Yeah. No, the, the honestly, the best part about Oktoberfest is it's not about beer. I think beer is what brings people together. But the coolest thing is getting to chat and drink and cheers and dance and sing with people from like all over the world. And you make all these new friends. I mean, I walked in alone. How many times? I, I went there three times during the week that I was there. And uh, I walked in alone at least twice. And I mean, I'm alone for like five minutes, you know, and then you make friends and it's, it's so fun. I got to speak all the different languages and the, every time, every single experience there is unique because it has to do with the people you meet and you're always going to meet different people. And so you can't possibly have the same experience twice on Oktoberfest. I remember my first backpacking trip, solo trip through Europe, like typical post-college type backpacking trip thing. It's almost a rite of passage to go to the Hofbra house, right? And walking in and uh, standing next to, like you said, you walk up to a table and you've just got people from all over the world, ended up next to this big, burly German guy. And he was snoozing, I believe it's called, or snuffing. Snuff? Have you ever seen snuff? It's like tobacco, but you snort it. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's pretty gross. Yep. So anyway... <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> I had never done it. I had never thought about doing it. I didn't, I don't even think I knew it existed, but about three of those gigantic beers later when they, I don't even know how they carry all those beers, but they, they you know, three of those beers later, this guy basically peer pressured me, if you will, but I, I went willingly to put snuff all the way down my arm 
like he actually tapped it out on my arm. I remember this. And I had to sn- like snuff. I don't know how, what's the verb for snuffing? Mm. I had to sniff, snuff, <laughs> sniff, snuff know. the whole thing. <laughs> and like all the way oh. down my arm. And I don't put things up my nose like that. I've never done anything like that before. So that was really weird <laughs> and kind of a crazy thing. But you're kind of like, well, screw it. I'm at the Hofbra house. I'm yeah. drinking these beers, this big, crazy, burly German. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these crazy things happen. Whatever. Anyway, mm-hmm. this is not a show about our various escapades. <laughs> uh, or maybe it is. I don't know. You don't know what I'm going to ask. I think All it right. is, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have to... I have to say Hofbrau House is similar to October. You kind of get the same, you get a similar feeling when you're in there and that's year round, which is really cool. Um, but Oktoberfest, the real thing is so much better and <sighs> full of its own escapades. All right. I get, I'm getting there next year. I'm going to yeah, say next year. Sure. Let's do it. Putting it out there. Um, okay. Can I ask you a question? To, can I finish answering yeah, that real? Yeah. So that people think I did more than just drink beer in Europe. Um, I actually rode a bicycle over the Swiss Alps the entire next week after Oktoberfest, which was incredible uh, from Vevey, Lake Geneva up to Rapperswil, like Lake Zurich. And then I went to Italy for an adventure travel conference and the island of Elba. And so I did other things, too, than just than just drink German beer, although that took up a lot of it. That was after the Hofbrauhaus, not the Hofbrauhaus, right but after. Oktoberfest, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so you were, like, <laughs> it was almost a cleanse, a spiritual cleanse, I'm sure, too, in some ways. <laughs> a cleanse in all the ways. It was like I was staying at wellness hotels, so there were spas, and I was working every day, you know, just like working really hard on the bike, because I did not have an e-bike. It was awesome, though. So it was like a really perfect thing to do after Oktoberfest. It's like, get out in the Alps, in the fresh air. And like, oh. Yeah, it was Was nice. that a specific trail? No, sort of, because uh, there are national routes in Switzerland, and it was, it was one of the national routes, the Lakes Route, it's called. Um, and I'm gonna actually have a podcast coming up about that as well, so I might get into all the details. But yeah, I did it with um, is this I'm part of the same kind of uh, collaboration I was doing with BikeTours.com this year. So the other, I think we talked about that. The other two were in Portugal and Austria, and uh, now I've done Switzerland, and wow. It was the best one. <laughs> that sounds like an incredible way to spend a month, actually. You know, kind of like the yeah. work play thing, but definitely sounds like there was a lot of play in there. Well, <laughs> that's our job, right? right. Like, really, like it, that's the kind of the point for me. <laughs> well, this leads to my first question, actually, because I'm really curious to hear your answer. And you've launched your own business. You've been leading these trips. You've been building your brand and everything that you've been doing around travel. So... It's, it's just not a small thing to constantly figure out new ways to travel. So I can give you an example from my life. I mean, I think one of the habit muscles that I built over time is learning to take action in spite of fear. It was, it was not something that came naturally, but the more I started sort of track, like, you know, you take your first solo trip and then you're like, okay, well, I'm a little scared to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. And then you realize, okay, that's a thing I can do. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't have like a traditional career, but I'm going to do these sort of random jobs that allow me to travel. And even though I was scared and I thought that might set me back, I did it anyway. And that was a huge habit for me was learning to do that because I, I think that's something that doesn't come naturally. So uh, maybe that's a big meta one, but it could be something as small as like, I journal every day and I get my thoughts out and this is the thing that keeps me motivated to to see the world or not get 
you know, caught up in, you know, a cubicle job and in a situation where I, I'm not able to do the things I want to do or whatever the case is for you. So maybe it's too heavy of a question to, to pop up on you right away. But <laughs> no, I just feel like there's so many different angles that that you could answer that question. Sure. With, you know, um, so that was that was by the, design, Jackie. Oh, gosh, <laughs> You're just going to make it hard for me right off the bat. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I've really, really learned trying things that are just outside my comfort zone <laughs> is so, oh, this is going to sound really strange. I was going to say it's so second nature to me, which is strange because that makes it sound like my comfort zone, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something that I do all the time, all the time. I you've, mean, you've built example, the muscle. Yes. And it, those are courage muscles. Those are the muscles that I've been strengthening. And I love that because every time you do try something new that puts you outside your comfort zone, you strengthen those muscles and you can continue doing it. And I don't know if you ever like reach anything. It's not like reaching something. It's just an ongoing journey. Like that part is an ongoing journey. It's like, try this and try this and keep trying and keep going because just being outside your comfort zone doesn't mean that you're suddenly going to overcome a fear. Like I've been trying to do that for a long time with like water and high high, heights and stuff like that. And I don't think you ever really get there. It's just, you can keep practicing. And so I think, um, putting myself outside of my comfort zone is definitely one of those things. Like last week I went scuba diving for the first time and that was absolutely outside my comfort zone. Um, but that's one of the habits that I've just like, I've gotten myself into this mindset that, okay, I pretty much know I'm going to be safe question mark. Like, as long as, as long as I trust the guides and wherever I am, it's like equipment, you know, like I pretty much know I'm going to be safe. I can do this and I'll try things. And that's not just with, um, adventure travel, but it's also with my business, you know, everything that I do, I feels like an experiment. And so that whole taking action in spite of fear, like really rings true with me. It's super powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the, there's that, sort of instant reaction when you're presented with something right in your example maybe scuba diving and you you either get your chance to do it or you're considering it or you see a flyer or whatever and and you you know you immediately think okay uh no that's not a thing but if you're i love what you said courage muscles if you've developed your courage muscle and you've built it up over time you kind of can catch yourself in that moment and be like wait a second okay, I'm uncomfortable with this. So that means maybe it's something I should do, which totally reframes the things you're uncomfortable with, right? Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's one. <laughs> I think that another one is learning how to really share myself with others has been another one because while people are interested about in, in travel, which is kind of how, you know, we all started as they get to know us, they want to know about us. They want to know where we are and what we're dealing with and what we're going through. And so I've found that my, um, kind of my personal writing has been the most popular, like my personal episodes, those have been the most, they, I think they've resonated the most with people. And I've gotten a lot of really incredible interaction from that, that then encourages me to keep going, you know? And so I feel like there's also been, um, for, for me and my, in my, like, I guess, personal and business development life, you know, there's, there's an aspect of sharing, just speaking, talking about things that I think has also become a habit. If I, if I want to say habit, maybe something I practice, uh, cause that's also scary. Cause it, you, you get into a vulnerable 
place when you start talking about personal stuff, you know? Um, but I feel like I've, I've had the opportunity and I've taken it so many times that it's something that I kind of do now. And so, and I really enjoy that. I think it's fulfilling for me and my readers or listeners. So that's another one. And then I'll add one more, and this is a little bit more practical. Um, but two things that I absolutely must do are writing and running, writing and running. And those are two things I can do anywhere in the world. And those help me keep my sanity. You know, like they help me center myself because my world could look different every single day if I'm not in the same place all the time, you know, sleeping in the same bed every night. Um, but there are things that keep me stable uh, that I can take with me. And so keeping a journal is one of those. I write thousands of words just for myself, you know, all the time because um, I need it. And then uh, running because all you need is a pair of running shoes. Nice. Anywhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, and what you said about sharing yourself resonates with me too. That's not something that comes naturally to me. I like to highlight other people's stories, which is why I guess I have an interview show and get into what their world's all about and learn about them. And it, it's it was hard in the beginning with the podcast and, and the work. You know, you put so much into the work that you do. As, as you know, you have a travel podcast and you know, articles you're writing and things like that. And you put some yourself into it. It sometimes is hard to go to that next level and interject the personal stuff because like you said, the vulnerability and it just feels, I don't know, for me, it felt really strange to do in the beginning in the same way. It is strange. But it it mm-hmm. is like this creative release too. Cause you're like, okay, I'm allowed to have perspectives and thoughts and share them. And that feels good. And some people might not agree or they might think it's silly. And some people you're probably thinking more than anybody else is thinking about it, you know, as yourself. That's awesome. Those are three incredible habits. Thanks for sharing those. I guess that was a bit of a tough question to start off with. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I passed for the first one. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there's no pass or fail, of course, but I'm definitely worried about getting on your show and answering your questions because now I feel like I'm digging myself a hole. Um, (laughs) Okay. I'll ask you the second question. I know you're going to have something awesome to say about this. How has learning a foreign language changed the travel experience for you and how has it changed your life? Okay. I might have snuck in two questions there, but because you speak Spanish, right? I speak Spanish, Italian, decent French, decent Portuguese, and enough German to get by. Wow. For sure. Yeah. That's impressive. I love, love language. Like, it's my favorite thing. It's the thing that I'm good at. You know, like, don't talk to me about math or science. <laughs> <laughs> but talk to me about words and languages, and I light up. I love it. Um, I'm glad you asked me that, because I feel like that's the question you ask me. Like, that's my question, because mm-hmm. I'm the language girl. <laughs> I should have asked you that first. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. So how has it changed my travels and how has it changed my life? Is that, was that it? Yes. Okay. They're kind of one in the same because traveling sort of is my life. So, but I think this is going to, this is going to kind of answer both of them. There's a Czech proverb that says you live a new life for every language you speak. And if you speak only one, you live only once. And I've loved that for years. I don't even know when I first saw that quote. Um, But it's so true because imagine, I mean, if you are in the back country of somewhere with, with, you know, getting by as a traveler, um, the 
the experiences that you have that are like in people's houses where they take you in and like feed you dinner or whatever, those are the ones people always remember, right? Like that's the contact with other humans that people remember. But if you can speak their language, it opens up their entire world to you because they become a real person. It's like, this is so cool. The other night, this is a really good example of this. I was in Switzerland at the end of my bike tour. Um, and I was having fondue because, because Switzerland and the server who was waiting on us, um, did not speak any English and did, I could tell she was like from somewhere else because her German was even a little bit funky. And so I'm trying to speak German with her to just communicate anything. And she's really struggling because she wants to speak English with me. And like, you know, we can't really communicate. And all of a sudden, I, I I don't know how it happened. I asked her what her name was or where she was from or something. Anyway, she's from Spain. Didn't find this out until like 40 minutes into my dinner. Like this poor girl and I are trying to communicate. And I'm like, oh, and I just, I just went off. I'm like, no way. You know, like you're from Spain. I speak Spanish. She just, she almost dropped what she was holding. And like her, her eyes, like first, they just got so big. She's like, I can't believe we haven't been able to communicate this whole time. And she just like lit up. And she started talking about how she had been studying in um, Switzerland and she's been there for three years and she's working at this restaurant because of this and that and the other thing. Like she came to life, you know, like she suddenly, instead of just being like a server with like broken language communication, she was this awesome girl who's like studying in Germany and where were we? Switzerland and, um, you know, had a whole story for me. And it just, it changed the whole dynamic then of, of everything. I mean, she even, when she was leaving, she's like, I'm off now. You guys have a good night. You know, like she's just shouting out anything she wanted to because she could, because I could understand her, you know? And so learning a language has a potential to change even the smallest situations just like that. You know, that was one dinner experience, but imagine like I travel alone a lot and I mean, it's so much better for me to be able to talk to people, <laughs> to talk to people when I, and I don't spend any time in English speaking countries. I just don't. I'm always in Latin America or like somewhere in Europe. Um, and I can get by in all of, in like all of the countries by myself, you know? <laughs> and so it, it really, I mean, it was so cool this last time in Europe. I mean, we started in Germany, Switzerland, Italy, um, and the last thing that I did was a conference and there were people from all over the world there. I got to speak all of my languages in the last month. I mean, I got to speak them all in one night in Oktoberfest, you know, because you just come into contact with all these different people when you're on the road and it, it enriches so much of, of, I think life because you can see outside your language. You can see culture outside your language, you know, and it's so different. I, and honestly, in English, I'm a different person too. Like when someone speaks to me in my native language, that's where I'm the most expressive. And you really get to know who I am because I'm not afraid to interject or say something or add a comment because I know exactly what those words are, you know? And so if you can turn that on in someone else in their language, then you get to see the real them too. You that's know? true. So, yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way thinking about the personal experience of getting to speak my own language. And, and like you said, being able to express yourself so clearly or at least one hopes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, like you said, kind of make jokes in real time and be really comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It is quite a privilege to be in the position like you are in that restaurant to just bring that out for somebody else too. That's so cool that you can have that experience. 
I wish I had your linguistic skills to the level that you had them, but learning Norwegian and living in Norway has opened up things dramatically for me in, in a different way. You know, I used to walk around in my own head a lot, just hearing blah, blah. You ever see the Charlie Brown specials or the Halloween specials when the teacher's just going, wah, 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 and you just don't understand anything around? That's what it's like when you're traveling somewhere and you can't understand anybody. You're just, you're almost, you're there, but you're, you can be in your own head a lot because it's all sort of separate from you. And like that beautiful Czech phrase you shared, which I love, or the, the expression, what was it again? You live a new life for every language you speak. If you speak only one, you live only once. Yeah, that is so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. And it's so answer. true. So yeah. I, I guess I could say I'm having multiple lives. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had multiple lives before this? Any any idea what you were in the past? I don't know. We won't get into that. That's a that's something for a existential <laughs> podcast wow, or something. Yeah. No, we're that's not gonna get question. we're not gonna get into that. All right. I had Two questions left, but I can only ask one, and I'm going to go with the lighter one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what makes you throw your travel budget out the window? Like, like you have mm. a budget, or you're kind of just, you know, working within a certain thing, and then something comes up, and and you just, oh, there's no way, I don't care if this costs, blah blah. I'm going for it. What is, what is the thought process around that? And you and you can share an example or of something fun. Well, there are two things that come to mind: either food or activities. Because I love food. <laughs> and so culinary experiences are important to me. I think I would do that for a specific culinary experience. Like if it's a famous restaurant or like a famous agroturismo, you know, or something that you've heard about where you get to go and cook with someone or, or some sort of adventure thing. I haven't done this yet, but I really want to do the Lord of the Rings tour in... <laughs> New Zealand. So, or like, so that would be like an example, you know, cause those things are stupid expensive, but I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. And so of course I want to do that when I go to New Zealand. So like, that's one thing probably. Those are great examples. I think, I mean, one great thing you can do when you're traveling, when it comes to food is if you shut off your mind and you just think, okay, like tonight when I go out to this restaurant or whatever it is, I'm not going to look at the prices. I'm not going to care about anything. It's just going to be order, whatever. It's And you just do it. And I think as travelers, and you, especially when you're traveling long-term, you get so used to, of course, seeing, well, I don't know, you know, this, this dish costs this much or whatever. But that is so freeing to just kind of order whatever you want and just go gangbusters, right? And just <laughs> throw your budget yeah. out before you get to the restaurant. Don't wait until... Yeah halfway through the meal or something, just get rid of it in the beginning. I think that's a, that's such a fun thing to do. You could do that too. I have a day in, of indulgence where you just, I've done that before. We're just like, you know what? Anything goes today. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, I guess within I'm reason, of all. course, you know, I'm going to go right, helicopter right. skiing for $25,000. No, that's, that's not yeah. happening. Well, unless a helicopter skiing company is listening to this and wants to take Jack and I <laughs> helicopter skiing, then Eh, we'll consider yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got good for point. you. That's all I got for you today. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, those were really good questions. Okay, good. I'm glad. I am now starting to perspire, even though I'm in Norway and it's the fall. <laughs> no. I'm getting nervous about to come on to your show and yeah. we'll have to we'll have to share with everybody there what went down here without telling them too much. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, definitely. 
this was fun. I like the whole game show uh, setup. I've done that on my show a few times and I'm happy to keep it going. So yeah, thanks for um, having me on for this. And um, shall we go over to my show now? Yes, let's do that. Don't forget to check out Jackie's show, Jump. And since you said game show, I now have like some kind of weird game show music playing us out in my head. But anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks. Jackie, thank you so much for stopping by. Always a pleasure chatting with you and hearing what you're up to and fun to kind of have these pop-up questions. I'm looking forward to people going over to your podcast and checking out the the reverse where Jackie asks me questions. Don't forget Jackie's new podcast is called Jump and it was formerly the Budget Minded Traveler. So if you follow Jackie already, you know all this. If you do not follow her, now you know. And I want to say to everybody that's come over to listen from Jackie's audience, thanks so much for taking the time to check out the Zero to Travel podcast. Again, celebrating five years this month, five years of podcasting. And as I mentioned at the top, I couldn't do it without all of you and hearing from all of you. It's so important for me to engage with people that listen to this show and get feedback and know that there are people out there listening and just enjoying it and getting value out of it. And I want to say thanks to Kim, who dropped me an email, according to my Gmail, just 20 hours ago. <laughs> and she said, uh, first, I want to say thank you for the fantastic podcast. As an equally wanderlust travel junkie, I always love to learn about travel and find inspiration for future trips. I recently listened to your episode, Top 10 Places We're Dying to Visit That We've Never Been, and I'm happy to say I've added the Caucasus Mountains to my list. She says, during that episode, you mentioned Madagascar being a cool travel destination. I'm excited to share that I will be moving there this January. That sounds pretty amazing. She goes on to say she will be helping to manage a project studying how diseases are transferred from animals to humans and she's going to be studying this in fruit bats. There's actually a name for this, but my wife was just laughing at me behind me, so I had to re-record as I tried to pronounce this. I'll try it again. Zoonotic. Zoonotic diseases. Anyway, it's a science term. Uh, she says this is a year-long position and that she's excited to fully immerse herself in the culture. And then she has a question at the end. She says, another dream of mine is to create a small nonprofit or organization to connect more women in science through outdoor retreats and travel. I love that. She says, I'll be really busy in the upcoming months, but I'm trying not to make that as an excuse and take some small steps to making that happen. Maybe you have some advice or tips on how to begin some simple starter steps and says, thanks for the podcast. It's a lifesaver on the long commutes. Thanks, Kim. I'm glad I keep you company on the commutes. Uh, as far as your question, this goes for anybody. I thought I would just share it here. The key there is simple starter steps, and it is about taking simple steps and getting momentum on the project. So for you, you're going to be very busy over the next year. It might be a little overwhelming to, say, file for a 501c3 or you know do nonprofit status or totally figure out what it is that you're doing because, you again, you're committed to this project. But what you can do is really hash out the idea. You could buy a domain. That would be a great small step that locks it in and makes things more real. And you can start doing research and creating notebooks based on what it is you're trying to create and kind of working through it. And again, doing small steps like buying a domain and 
making small financial commitments to the project, maybe bringing in partners, having real conversations around it, all makes it real and builds momentum. Those are really the two key things because a lot of this stuff goes on inside of our heads, right? We have all these ideas we want to do and they, making sure you really want to do them by putting it out there and making it real and getting that momentum is huge. And of course, getting around other people that will support you when you go down a track like this, you need to get around others that can help you out and mentor you and give you advice and just be supportive when things get tough or when you might want to quit. And we do have a community for that, by the way. If you go to locationindie.com, if you're looking to start a location-independent business so you can work from anywhere, that's what we do. We have a community of people that support each other and help each other out because it's so critical. That's why we started it. It was critical to my personal journey being location independent, starting businesses and traveling around and all that stuff. And it is really important to any new venture. So check that out if you'd like. And if you're not on the Zero to Travel community email list, please sign up over at zerototravel.com. Launching a new site very soon and got a bunch of exciting stuff, including a lot of content around travel hacking and other things that are not going to be on the podcast necessarily. So if you want more content and you're digging the podcast, come on over and join us over there. And I'll thank you in advance. And I'm welcoming you with open arms, my friend. I got a quote for you in just a second, something to leave you with around language learning. I found this today and I just loved it. First, want to quickly also thank AeroPress for supporting today's show. If you go to aeropressinc.com, check out their little coffee maker. I use it every day. I love it. It's got no plugs, easy to travel with fun to use, makes delicious coffee, bottom line. If you haven't checked that out and you love coffee, you're missing out. My friend, aeropressinc.com. Go see what it's all about. Thanks to them for giving me awesome coffee every day and also for supporting the Zero to Travel podcast. Now, this quote is from Charlemagne. And when you listen to the interview, you heard Jackie and I talking about foreign languages and how that changes you. And that's a pretty deep topic we could actually probably do a whole podcast on. And I loved this quote. Charlemagne said, to have another language is to possess a second soul. Isn't that beautiful? I'll leave you with that. Thank you so much once again for being a part of this community. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Take care. Smile. Take a chance today. Do something crazy. Book a trip. If not now, then when? I'll see you soon. Cheers. This podcast has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to make your travel dreams a reality.